You're listening to episode 201, and today we're talking all about mom guilt and the four things that you can do starting today to begin to release it. Take a listen. Hey friends, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle, the podcast where we have real, raw, and honest talk about life as mothers. I'm your host, Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Co. I'm a certified counselor, personal development mentor for mothers, an author, and a published photographer. I know, quite a mix of things, right? (laughs) Becoming a wife to my main squeeze 10 years ago was a dream come true. I was on cloud nine. I was a new wife, I had just started my counseling career, and my life was organized, and I had energy to do all of the things. Fast forward five years from then, I had left my career, I was home with two babies while building my photography business, and was hardly able to keep my head above water. Despite having an amazing husband, healthy children, and a beautiful home, I felt completely lost in my overwhelm. I was burnt out, and then I hit rock bottom in my daily debilitating anxiety, and I thought, this cannot be happily ever after. There has to be more than this. And guess what mama there is I get you I hear you I see you I am you I believe that every single mother can rewrite her story no matter what chapter she's on you deserve more than the disheveled burnt out anxiety ridden version of yourself that is hardly able to keep her head afloat it's in this podcast that I am sharing how you can do that Every week, I'm chatting about all of the tools and knowledge that I've collected over the past few years. These are the tools that not only pulled me out of survival mode, but are allowing me to thrive in motherhood. And guys, oh my gosh, I love my life so much, and it can be you too. Each episode, whether it's just me chatting or an interview with an amazing guest, it's going to be jam-packed with content inspiration and heart. Are you ready to rewrite your story? Well, grab my hands and let's do this. Hey everyone, I hope that you are off to having an amazing week. Thank you as always for being here. I want to talk about mom guilt. Uh, and so, so as always, as I share often, I don't, um, come into recordings with notes. Um, I often know what I want to talk about. Today's one of the days where I'm literally sitting here staring at the record button and before I'm pressing it going, what, what do I want to talk about? And interestingly, I find that it's on these recordings that I'm so connected to my intuition and in flow that they often seem to be the episodes that resonate the most. (laughs) So I'm just going to flow with it. It is um, uncomfortable for me though, because I, um, I just have to trust and trusting can be uncomfortable. So, you know, what's interesting is as I'm sitting here, I was like, I'm curious what, like what comes up if you search the internet for what is, or where does mom guilt come from? And what I found really fascinating is that in part of the definition uh, or in the article, whatever was highlighted at the top, said that very often it becomes triggered after a social media scroll. And I was like, wow, that that is interesting because if you don't know, I'm no longer on social media. And I will tell you, I literally feel free as a bird. <laughs> I, I'm experiencing my life so different 
not being on it. Um, so I'm not going to get into that, but I just, this has been interesting to hear because with me not being on social media, I know that it has really prompted other people to investigate their own relationship with social media. So I have different colleagues, friends, and then even my one-on-one clients who I haven't, you know, I've shared my process, but I haven't directly shared it with any of these people. We've talked about it. Um, but I even said to like my clients, like, Hey, I'm going to be off social media. Maybe you guys should consider anything like that. But because I've done it, a lot of them have then been prompted to reflect on their own social media use. And, um, many of them have deleted it from their phones or at least have made the connection of, you know, this time of day is really hard for me. And I realized when I stay away from social media, it doesn't feel as hard. And it's an interesting connection because it doesn't seem like social media scrolling would create so much chaos inside of different parts of your day, but it does. It um it has it is quick hitting triggers that are often subconscious or unconscious and ultimately really trigger our thoughts and our behaviors and it just is this feedback loop of a cycle. So I share that because that seemed really poignant in the the process of what I'm going through in my own life and always wanting to um, teach you through what I'm moving through as well and to speak with you about it and just create space in the discussion that we are in the same boat and let's huddle together and talk about these things so that after we huddle in this space, we can break and try and do a better play, right? And really be efficient and work together as teams and not feel so alone in this thing called motherhood. And so, and I I just, I encourage you that if you are someone who finds yourself scrolling on social media regularly, I'm not saying get off of social media. I'm not even saying take a break. If that resonates with you, do it. Follow your gut. But if anything, take some time to reflect when you're using it and right after you're using it, how do you feel? <clears throat> and maybe try like, well... So for instance, I would always scroll on social media right after I picked my kids up from school, like legit sat in the car and validated it. Like I just need some transition. I'm just taking a break. And um, it, it sucked for all of us because I just would get very agitated. And so I started playing with what would it feel like to to very intentionally not pick up my phone during this time. And it made a difference. So I encourage you to at least play around with that and just notice and be curious. There's no judgment. I always say when we do these things, judging yourself and shaming yourself is going to make it worse. It's not going to help you. Um, But to really approach things with the curiosity and inquisition is what will give you the space and permission to shift and grow and expand from these moments, which really does attach to mom guilt. And Mom guilt's interesting to me because it makes me just be like, what the bleep? (laughs) What the bleep is the point of it? It doesn't help anything. Where does it come from? You know, and there's, so you can look this up and find plenty of things. And there seems to be a lot of like uh, similarities and just a couple of things that I read. But ultimately, like the big thing that I see is that there are 
uh, I always connect everything back to our limiting beliefs. It's our way of thinking, right? This is a huge component of LGA and supporting women and making shifts in their lives by recognizing and understanding what their thought systems are and what the faulty thinking is. And I really do believe that this is kind of a crux for the mom guilt. And it comes from how we were raised, um, whether like internally inside of our household, but then also through the shows that you watched as a kid, through, um, you know, another mother model that you had in your life, whether it was your best friend's mom or your grandmom or the neighbor down the street, um, you know, just through society and, and just the different messaging that we've received in our life. We've essentially created these thought systems and beliefs of this is what it should look like. And when we are living in our own life and we are not living up to the expectation that has been planted in our brains and we are not fulfilling the should, this is when we begin to feel guilty. Like I'm not living up to par. And the par is bullshit. I'm just going to say that no one lives up to the par, but we've created, especially currently in our current culture and society, because of social media, we have so much more access to think that we can see how other people are living. And it's just bullshit. It really, it just makes me so freaking mad. Sorry for the passion in my, my language right now, but it's so infuriating that we have completely as women given our power away to be made to feel that we are not good enough. And it's because of the imaging and things that we see that are out there. And there are many of us who are contributing to other people's faulty thinking. However, it's not our fault. It's not your fault. The person with the faulty thinking is the one that has the control and choice to really shift that. But we have to be so careful about the imaging that we do put out there. But we also have to be really smart as the consumers of that imaging to know this isn't all truth. They are not showing the fight that they just had with their spouse. They are not showing themselves snapping at their kids. They are not showing how messy this room was before they made it look perfect, right? And some people do show a little bit of these things, and I really appreciate when there is um, a, a true, raw, honest moment out there. So as I share this, this isn't to shame. You know, I'm hearing myself talk, and there's no shame to women who show the polished version of themselves. More of my point in sharing this is for the consumer of this to really begin to full and not understand. I think a lot of us know, like, I know we only, you know, it's the highlights, right? You hear that all the time. It's very trendy. But I don't think we know in our heart what that actually means because we don't have the full picture. And again, our thinking is faulty. And all of these images become the evidence to support the belief that we are, we are not meeting par, that we are not meeting the expectations that we think are being placed on us as mothers. So all of this information that is coming at us within seconds and seconds and seconds and all of the scrolling is constant evidence to constantly support this belief that we are not good enough. Like we are subjecting ourselves to torture essentially of, and that's what's so so frustrating is that we, we don't have to live. I'm not, again, I'm not saying don't be on social media. When I say like we don't have to live that way, what I mean is through our thinking that 
we can really identify, we have all the opportunity to truly identify what is the faulty thinking? What is, what do I, what, what do I believe is to be true? And is that really true? So this is something I'd love for you to, to work on. Like if you are a woman who's experiencing mother's guilt, one of the best things you can do is begin to label the thinking that you have throughout the day and in these moments. For instance, I don't spend enough time with my kids. I let them have too much screen time. um, uh, A lot of women who work out of the home, professional women, have a ton of guilt that, you know, I'm sending my child to daycare and I I don't, you know, I work late and I don't do the cooking and all the things, right? And that's all going into what we think is expected of us. And ultimately, like my big question too, is is this guilt helping you and is it helping your children? And I would say 100% of you would say no because it's it, guilt continues to create shame. It's just this shame spiral and that continues to isolate us from our families. And if you, if you do any readings or listenings of Brene Brown, this is the big area that she talks about of how people just want to belong. Like that's the main goal as a human being. And shame is the big thing that kind of keeps us isolated. And we, we just live in, in these shame cycles constantly. So, you know, as, as I do some thinking about this mom guilt, this is, Gosh, I can almost hear and feel people listening being like, I feel shame for feeling the guilt. And I just want to stop and say, stop. There is no shame to be had in this conversation. Every single mother on the planet has felt mom guilt. You are not broken. You are okay. This is a part of being human. And I think the biggest thing that we can do to support ourselves immediately is to give ourselves some compassion and the mothering that we do so well to give to other people and to give to our little people. Have compassion and love for yourself to begin to push that shame and guilt out. So that's number one. Have self-compassion. Number two is to label I really want you to label these thinking patterns. It's so important to label things. This is the joy of journaling, but do it anywhere. Keep it in your notepad, on your phone, a spiral notebook that you keep around in your purse, whatever it is, and just begin to like, oh, here's another thought. And again, there's no shame. This is curiosity and inquisition. This is not shame and judgment. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And it's important to say to yourself, like, I'm doing this because I'm ready to let it go. And this is helping me. So to label things like I um, I feel like I don't spend enough time with them. I feed them too much junk food. I put them in front of the screens too much just to get a break. Um, whatever the guilt is, write it down. Just write it down. And then as you begin to label these different thinking and these different thoughts and beliefs, I want you to begin to try and find the source. And this could be multi-layered. Okay, so the source could be this thought came up after I scrolled on social media. There's there's a surface source is what I would say, like the immediate trigger. Find the triggers. It's so important to find the triggers so that you can begin to develop awareness of it and around it. And this is where we can be, the awareness here is where change begins to happen, okay? And there might be deeper um, 
sources to this, such as I grew up believing and being taught that this is what a mom is supposed to do. This is what a mom should do. And I believe a huge part of why we stay in this mom guilt is through our shoulds. And something I teach all the women I work with, and I'm going to share it with you too, is every time you hear yourself in your head or out loud say the word should, I want you to replace it with the word could and see how that feels different. Because there are no shoulds. They're all coulds, meaning everything is choice. Everything is an option. When we put the shoulds on ourselves, this is this is the higher expectation that we feel like we can't meet. So the longer we should ourselves, the longer we continue to not meet the perfection and the expectation that is unmeetable, unsustainable, unattainable. So this is what keep this language is what is keeping us in the space of guilt. So it's a very simple tool. But using the word could will make a huge shift in, and that's self-compassion right there, okay? So you're going to label, you're going to find the source, and then you're going to challenge where this is coming from, okay? So there are multiple ways that you can do that. You're going to challenge yourself by, oh, I notice that when I'm on every time, I'm noticing a pattern when I'm scrolling on social media, I immediately feel mom, mom guilt. I feel like my house is too dirty. I feel like my kids look like disheveled, um, that I should be better because I should be making flashcards for them or whatever it is. So if you're finding that pattern, challenge it. Like, okay, let's see what it looks and feels like if I limit social media, if I do a social media cleanse for, you know, or a weekend or during the week that I'm not, whatever it is, whatever feels good, try that. Maybe it's challenging something deeper, like, um, I'm going to challenge the belief that I've been taught that this is what moms quote unquote should look like by saying they could look like that, but they could also look like this and they could also look like this. And just because I was raised to believe that this is what a mom looks like doesn't mean that's the only way a mom can look. And I am choosing to make it look this way because this is what feels good for me. That's deep, deep work though, right? That's not just a single like, okay, done. I already had the conversation. I am healed. I'm good. This is this is uncomfortable work. This is this stirs a pot of family dynamics, perhaps um, relational dynamics with family members. It could stir some things up there, really shake a rug, and it's really important to have support through that time that you would be do, doing any work like that. So that's the other component is to find support. So whether it's professional support through a therapist and or a coach, mentor, um, but also finding support in your village of women. So whether it is, um, you know, a group of women in your neighborhood, if it's cousins or siblings, um, to find women who are supportive, meaning when I'm with them, they make me feel good. When I'm with them, they really seem to hold me up. When I'm with them, I feel like I'm enough. So if you're around anyone, whether it is social media, like a, a social media forum or group or um, friends or family members, when you find that you're around them, if they are part of the trigger of the mom guilt, That's some really deep, hard stuff that you're going to have to look at. 
and see, well, what does that mean? And then that's where boundaries come in. And that's another part of another layer of the Layered Growth Academy. And also, and I share this just in a way of this is the beautiful work that we get to do together um, for the women who go through LGA. Uh, because it is, it's hard. And sometimes it's really hard to see outside of ourselves because we're in it. I always describe it as, you know, you're on a dance floor full of people and you understand the dance moves and how you want to shift how you're dancing. Um, But there's a lot of people and not a lot of open space and just a lot to navigate on the floor. But when you work with a supportive professional person, They literally become, they're unattached. They have nothing to do with the dance. They don't know anybody who's on the dance floor, but they get to stand up on the balcony and they have like a bird's eye view of you and the things around you. And even though you know this this dynamic in your life is happening and it's contributing to what's going on, as a bird's eye view, we can say, "Well, well, it's going on because I also see this too. And it's like a blind spot, you know? And you're like, oh my gosh. I never really put that together. And it's because you don't have you as the person who's been programmed and is living inside of your life will never be able to have a bird's eye view. You can't, it's, it's just not possible. It's physically, emotionally, mentally impossible to have a bird's eye view of your own life. So that's a benefit of working with professional people, but also the benefit of having really good supportive people in your life and your network who, um, you know, they're not going to have as good of a bird's eye view because they're in the dance with you. (laughs) They're part of your life, but they, they can really see who you are, you know, they can see you. And, um, so that's a really, really important component as well. And then of course, like as you find the sources of the, the guilt and the thoughts that you've put labels to, begin to try and remove them. So like I said, maybe having a social media cleanse if you feel that's part of it. If it's a person in your life, very compassionately creating a little bit of space in a trial run kind of way to see what that feels like and really observe like, is this a relationship I need to shift in my life? Um, If there's communication with a person and every time they say something in a certain way, like your spouse says something in a certain way or asks a question in a way, this is the opportunity to have very open communication. So you can't remove the trigger like, well, then I'll just walk away from my spouse. No, this is removing can also be having a conversation and open communication about what's going on. And like, this is where I can find support and need some help. Okay. So if you're dealing with mom guilt, you are not alone. But also observe and ask yourself, like, is this serving me? Is this really true? And ultimately, the reason we have mom guilt is because of how much we love our children and how much we want to be the best version of ourselves for our children. So my question is, are you the best version of yourself when you sit inside of guilt? And if the answer is no, which I'd expect it probably is, then it's your responsibility to find a way to remove the guilt. It's not going to be overnight. And if it's really hard and you're struggling with it, nothing is wrong with you. There is no shame. There is no judgment. This is a part of being human. But having the awareness and making the decision of I'm not okay feeling this anymore is really courageous and really brave and really strong. And that alone is going to begin to make some shifts for you. And again, they might not be overnight. They definitely won't be overnight. That's not how change happens. But it will begin to create that shift that you need in your life. Um, so, uh, so once again, label it, find the source, remove those triggers by challenging them, challenge the source, challenge the triggers, and find support. 
And doing those four things are definitely going to begin to ease the mom guilt. Um, I, I rarely feel guilt anymore. I do sometimes, but I just, it's kind of like a crap friend who is just a crap friend. I'm like, I don't, you are not anyone I want in my life. You do not help. You are not welcome. <laughs> so I just, I literally feel like I just like, like pushed away with my hands. Like, no, thank you. Don't want you here. Uh, and it's really, there's, there's a feeling of freedom when you can begin to, um, you know, build new thought systems and belief systems that are strong enough that guilt just doesn't have room anymore. And you can get there. We all can. Okay, everyone. I hope that you have an amazing week. As always, please be in touch with me, Erin at ErinJoyceCo.com. I'd also love for you to join my email list. This is, I send an email out every Friday with a ton, a ton of information of uh, just things I love. I always give an update on my own personal life, um, any uh, work updates or programming updates, um, just lots of fun stuff in there. So if you're not on the email list, be sure to go to erinjoycementoring.com slash freebies. There are several things there uh, as a way to get onto the email list so you can kind of grab whatever feels good from free webinars to different PDFs and things like that. Um, and yeah, just be in touch. I love to connect with you. That's my my core desired feeling that I love. So it's amazing when you send emails and uh, reply to my newsletters and things like that. It's just my favorite thing. So have a good one. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next week. Hey guys, before you go, we have a couple favors to ask. Leave a rating and a review. Your ratings and reviews tell the podcast people that this podcast is worth listening to and then they help it get to the people who need to hear it. Also, don't forget to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Erin Joyce Co. I love seeing which episodes you love and you also get to help me get the message out to other mamas that life can be pretty amazing. And if you're not a part of my free Facebook group, be sure to join. It's called Same Boat Huddle. Kind of easy to remember, right? It's the safe space to connect with other women just like you and to also get even more of me. I can't wait to see you there. That's it. Don't forget. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Have a great week.